Hello, I'm Jordan. And I'm Dom. And welcome to the Pass Back Podcast. The Pass Back Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Pass Back Podcast. Thanks for joining us for episode two. It's been a, a bit of a crazy week, hasn't it, Dom? It has. It's been a bit crazy, a bit weird, but in a different way to the last few weeks, which is even more crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't talking about the game week. I was talking about after the uh, the release of our first episode. Well, I don't want to overstate it, but I think maybe internet celebrities might be on my lips. Are they on? Is that on yours as well, Dom? So you're saying more than just your family listened. That's impressive. Well, I'd like to thank all three listeners. Um, wait a minute, actually, think about it. One of those was me and one of those was you. So thank you to Alex, who Dom forced into listening to our podcast. Thank you very much for your listenership there. No, really, thank you very much, guys, for all, all your listens. Um, it's been it's been a great start to the um, our podcast, hasn't it? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to this pod. Yes, we've got a lot to discuss, so let's uh, let's dive right in with our first section, Off Your Chest. So Dom, on this week's Off Your Chest, uh, what did you want to uh, maybe have a moan about? What did you want to get off your chest? Well, this has been a weird FPL season, but this was a particularly weird game week. Um, for the last five game weeks, we've had so many goals, and then this was basically a normal game week. There wasn't that many goals at all, and it was so weird. I was looking at my, uh, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I was looking at my team before before the game week, thinking, who do I captain? Harry Kane's got a good fixture, Salah's got a good ca- good fixture, even Sterling's got a good fixture, mm-hmm. and in the end, they all did rubbish. So it was uh, really a quite annoying week, and... I didn't enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm glad it's all over and done with. Well, I'm I'm sure it seemed to be a, a bit one of a week that split people. Really, I mean, some people had a good week, some people had an absolute terrible week, and I think lots of people were there on the edges of their seat, or even just completely frustrated by one man sitting on their bench. And uh, certainly he will be on a lot of people's benches there with a lot of points. So um, we won't name his name yet. We'll talk about him later. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a, well, I can't really think of a, a game week that's been like that for a, a long, long time. Uh, can you recall one that's been that unpredictable? Um, well, they've all been unpredictable, but so low scoring. Um, we had one last week, it was a blank, and I remember last week, last season we had one that was a blank, and the average was about 33 for that, I remember that was quite impressive. Um, so there are, there are some bad, this hasn't been a terribly low scoring game week, but as we spent the last pod talking about how many goals there are, it's just so weird that we didn't get the goals. Yeah, it's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a strange one, and I think we're going to start to see a lot of knee-jerk reactions already starting to see a lot of people uh, maybe going in a, a different direction with their choice of strikers based on what happened this week and I mean it does feel like a bit of a, a knee-jerk reaction within the the current situation that we're in. So Jordan I must ask you how did your transfer go this week? 
Well, this week I went for my transfer, the one that I'd planned, uh, one of the ones that was in my sights, uh, Max Coleman, he has come in for um, Saliba. So that was a, a good transfer, that worked out very well. But also I decided this week to go for a four-point hit. Uh, I just I just had this feeling, and that feeling was I needed to go for Aguero. Now after his Champion League goal, uh, he seemed to be quite a, an acquisition, something that really would add to my team and um, I thought I was going to have big things for, from him but uh, well it all happened so quickly <laughs> really quickly and uh, after half time Aguero was off and uh, yeah down to one point after I had captained him so it was um, it was just a bit of a disaster in that way but I did take some consolation in the fact that um, loads of people who had Captain Salah um, were feeling well, maybe just that little less frustrated by me than me, but also frustrated as well. Yeah, I really would like to give you some grief for bringing in Aguero, but it looked like he was a, it was a good idea. Jesus was out injured, they needed Aguero. Um, it looked like he was so low ownership as well. It was a good time to bring him in. And then unfortunately, it, was just, you, it just so happened that he got injured and is off at half-time. And it looks like he's out for about a month or so, which isn't very good at all. So, yeah, I do feel for you there, but that is FPL. Yeah, I was I was a bit um, apprehensive about whether to take him out of my team, but it seems that uh, the decision's really made. I, I really need to get him out of my team quite quickly before he starts to drop in price even more than he he already has. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still at sea about who I'm going to be and bringing in but we shall see as the the days go on okay so that wraps us up for off your chest uh, a nice f few quick rants there um, and that leads us into our next section which is wife watch and what a week it has been for wife watch yeah i think jordan may just skip it this week and go straight on to something else no, certainly not. I mean, if you follow our Twitter, you will see that uh, going into Monday night, Dom was, well, would I say wetting himself? Maybe that might be the case. He was uh, certainly very worried about what was going to happen at the end of this game week. Yeah, well, I needed 22 points from a captained Hakane, Lamperty and Trossard to not lose to my wife, Emily, in the head-to-head -head league um, this week. And unfortunately, it's the hope that kills you. It was so close. If Harry Kane got a goal against Burnley, I would have been okay. If Lamperty had been accredited with an assist to the assist and given him his clean sheet, I might have been able to do it. But it wasn't to be Jordan. I lost for the second time in a row in the head-to-head -head league to my wife, who has a team with about £10 million in the bank because she picked it on players that she thought had silly names. It's absolutely incredible, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, uh, interestingly, I, n I noticed just looking back at her team from this week, from last week, um, she's brought in Castagni, or oh, I can never get his name. Is it Castagni or Castagni? It's what, it's what, if you say it with confidence, it will be that. Well, I'm going to say Castagni then. It is Castagni. Um, yeah, so she brought him in. Um, was that uh, with your assistance or did she bring him in on her own? Well, she's learnt after my very bad, almost sabotaging advice to not listen to my advice. 
and she originally tried to bring in Digning. Digning. Oh, there we go. Got to say it with confidence. Uh, Digne. Yep. And he, she wanted to bring in Digne, but she was already fully loaded on Everton players. And I thought Digne was a good idea. And she should definitely get rid of one of her um, not-so-good Everton players, such as Andre Gomez, and bring in Digne. But uh, she decided not to do that, not to listen to my advice, and she brought in Castagne. And it's a very good job that she did, because Castagne got the clean sheet, but Digne got the red card. So again, my advice would have been detrimental, and she beat me. Well... I mean, we've we've got a, a, a few valuable lessons to learn there again. Uh, if it hadn't been reiterated enough, don't take any of Dom's FPL advice. So if he starts dishing it out on the Twitter, uh, don't uh, don't take it at all. <laughs> that is true. But Jordan, I don't want to let you get off with off the hook. Um, I think you need to discuss also what happened with your wife. Well, yes, it's uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, Jade decided um, to follow the advice of the website again. She did her research um, and she went about it in absolutely the right way because the decision that she made was to bring back in Son and uh, she captained him as well and that paid off very well for her. So there was one point during the uh, the Monday night game where we just realised that Dom was actually going to, to lose to both uh, Emily and to Jade as well. So that was quite an enjoyable moment there. Uh, but I looked like I was going to win uh, and I was actually on 52 points. But then I forgot all about that four point hit that I took. And so I was back down to 48 and both Emily and Jade got 48. So we were, um, no, they both got 50 actually. So um, we were both soundly beaten uh, this this week, weren't we, Dom? Yes, so maybe we should not do Wife Watch on weeks where we lose. Well, I think that's maybe a, a factor why we wanted to do it this week, uh, because we both wanted to highlight to everyone the fact that we both had lost to um, our wives. So um, I'm glad we got that one out of the way. I'm glad it's over and done with. <laughs> so that moves us swiftly on to our next section, which is Against the Grain. <laughs> So this is a, a new section for our podcast, and uh, Dom is the mastermind behind this one. So Dom, what was your idea when you were thinking about this particular section? Well, sometimes um, there are trends, maybe in the echo chamber of places like Twitter. It seems that everybody is thinking the same thing. But sometimes, actually, it's not to do what everyone else thinks, such as everyone wanted to bring in Werner. So everyone felt that they should bring in Werner at the beginning of the season. And looking back, that maybe wasn't a great idea. Also, people didn't like the idea of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And that was actually a good idea. So maybe this section is for going against the grain, those kind of things where maybe it's a good idea to be a bit different. It certainly sounds like a good idea to me. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you need to be able to look uh, at those those situations where everyone is running towards the... The, the certain player or the certain team and uh, all running towards there and you managing to get that differential so that's what we're going to be trying to achieve there is highlighting some of those those factors that we can um, utilize in each game week that will go against the grain so what was one of the ones that you were thinking of then Dom? Well one team that we're not really looking at at the moment is Manchester City well why is that? Well, when we have a look at some statistics, uh, 
Um, we, we'll find out why that is. Come on then, stat man. Give us your give us your stats. Here they come. You'll be ready for this. So Manchester City have been the top goal scorers in the last few seasons by some some way. Now, if we look at game weeks two, so everyone's ha not everyone played, and uh, we're, we're discounting a blank at the beginning. So everyone's played the same number of games. Guess where City are in the table of number of goals scored. Oh. I really should know this. I was looking at the tables a little a few days ago. Um, are they probably around 15? Well, actually, you should give them a bit more credit. They're 11th, but considering that they've always been top at this time of the season, um, it's quite something that they've scored goals like Southampton, my beloved Southampton, and Leeds. Um, they've only scored eight goals, which is half the number of goals that Tottenham have scored in the same period of time. Only eight goals in the last few seasons. They've scored 19, 17 and 19 respectively in the same time period. So they are really misfiring. Have you got any ideas as to why that might be, Jordan? Well, my first go-to thought on this one is that they are just missing David Silva. It seems to be something that there's a, there's a big hole in their team there. He added that extra something, didn't he? I mean, they've got the likes of De Bruyne. They've got um, all sorts of... Uh, playmakers as it were they they can um, bring the game and control the game but it just doesn't seem to be gelling quite right at this moment in time and uh, it seemed to be that in past seasons David Silva really added that extra little something that would uh, maybe uh, add a little bit more flair to their game but they just don't seem to have that this season and that's all I can really put it down to um, I, I don't know. Also, I mean, they are injury-laden at this moment. There's lots of injuries at this time um, and continuing to to mount up those injuries as, as they go along. But they they seem to be struggling. They've, they've lost their edge, haven't they? Yeah, you're right. They've definitely been missing De Bruyne. His injury was important because, like you say, without David Silva, that is really the creative part of the team. They've also been missing Gundogan, who you don't really think of as a key player, but is probably the closest player in, in style to David Silva, although he's quite different. Is he is at least he's not a, a right winger like a, the the rest of the Man City squad seem to be. But I'm thinking they have got to turn it around soon. There is no way that Pep Guardiola will allow this team to score so few goals. At some point, they're going to go off. Their fixtures change in game week ten and become really good. So I think maybe that we should be looking at City assets instead of maybe someone like Spurs who are going to have a fixture change coming up. What would you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, that might be something to, to be worth looking at, actually. We're, we're starting to see, going into that season where it's a bit unpredictable with uh, the fixtures, no one seems to have a really clear run, but Man, Man City might have that, that run coming up if you start to look ahead. And... Uh, it's just a matter of picking the players, really, isn't it? Picking those ones who are going to perform. Um, I mean, out of their roster at this moment in time, who do you think is the most uh, uh, viable candidate to go for at this moment? I mean, I, I, my mind turns to Phil Foden. Yeah, definitely. At 6.5, he could be amazing. He's always playing um, up front or as one of the, the kind of wide forwards, but you never know when he's going to not play, and that is so frustrating. One week he can get 20 points and then he could get zero or one for the next two weeks. It's if you can handle that frustration, I think, of owning a player like Foden. But the rewards could be so good. 
Yeah, I think he's a, a bit of a diamond in the rough at the moment, but um, with experience, maybe he'll start to be a bit more consistent with the way that he performs. What do you think of maybe ones like Sterling, maybe? Well, Sterling's in my team, actually. Um, kind of a mistake, because I did the transfer of bringing him in before I saw KDB in the Wolves match, but actually it's worked out quite well for me, because Sterling didn't get injured and has been performing well. He's playing up front. That's not always a good thing. Um, we kind of miss the days of old where Sterling was playing on the right with Sane on the left and he could just tap it in, uh, tap it into open goals all the time. But Sterling is a really explosive player in a really explosive team and he's not owned highly and I'm hoping that in the next few game weeks he could go off and I could finally gain some ground on people like my wife who keeps beating me. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to need that, aren't you? Maybe one last uh, thing to talk about on Man City, one last player. Uh, I found it interesting, actually, while I was talking to you over the weekend. Um, you, you didn't actually, you only just realised that player was playing, and I, I completely forgot that he was playing, and that's Bernardo Silva, the other of the Silvers. And, um, yeah, he's a bit of a mixed one at the moment, isn't he? He used to be quite a, a points, uh, used to bring in the points, didn't he? But he's not, not really doing that anymore. Yeah, in the season which KDB was out for a long time, he was the player that stepped up in KDB's place. But he doesn't seem to be the player stepping up, stepping up in a lack of David Silva, despite them having the same name. I don't know whether it's perhaps playing a slightly different way, whether he doesn't see him as being able to play there, but he seems to be kind of a reserve Mares or reserve Foden for if they need someone on the right wing where they already have so many right wingers. Um, Foden, Mares, Sterling, now Torres, all of them who probably are best on the right um, instead of the left wing. Yeah, I think he's uh, a bit lost at this moment in time, but we'll see how it goes, see what what changes. As we say, it's, it's, it has potential to, to go in a good direction. Um, we've still got plenty of the season to go, so we'll see what happens. So I was going to talk about uh, Spurs and uh, their fixture run that's coming up. Um, because lots of people are eyeing up that dynamic duo, Kane and Son. They're doing magical things at this moment, it may seem. Um, but, I mean, to, to me it seems like there might be... Well, with with the upcoming fixtures, people seem to be dead cert that they're going to get the results. But I think there might be a few surprises coming up uh, along the way, and maybe if they go into there with overconfidence, that really could work out badly for them. I think you're saying this as a Brighton fan here, Jordan, as opposed to a, a solid, well, um, well-headed FPL player. I I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna do all right. I think I think the other fixtures that they have, which have completely left my mind at this moment in time, but they've got some other fixtures coming up as well. I think they're gonna they're gonna falter. So the next two is Brighton, and then it's West Brom after that. And West Brom, we think all oh, West Brom, but. In the last couple of game weeks, their defence has been tightening. Uh, they brought in Ivanovic, who seems to be making a bit of a difference, so maybe that will be a tougher game than we think. We think of as Spurs as amazing, and because Son and Kane are amazing, but they're not playing amazingly as a team, at least going forward and not going back. It's just Kane and Son just seem to be able to score all the time. So maybe they go off, but if it was me and I didn't have Kane and Son already... I think I would just hide behind the sofa for the next two game weeks and save my transfers ready for City players and uh, other players when the fixtures change uh, 
What about you, Jordan? Have you got Kane and Son in your team? Uh, I've got Son at the moment, and I'm wondering whether I should uh, captain him. I I obviously need to have a replacement for Aguero, but uh, Kane seems to be a good option there. I've, I've got plenty of money available to be able to, to get him, but I'm, I'm not sure, should I hold off? I'm, I mean, lots of people seem very pro-Kane at this moment in time, but I'm looking on the lookout for that differential, and lots of people seem to be... Um, dropping DCL at the moment, Dominic Calvert-Lewin at the moment, so um, we shall see what goes on in that situation. Maybe he might become a differential again. You never know. Yeah, it's fantastic. Please, everyone, sell DCL, and then uh, uh, I can appreciate that because he's not leaving my team at all this season. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those knee-jerk reactions that I was talking about. Lots of people are, are, are starting to feel that he's not going to get the results after one game week and really something to keep an eye on to see where that goes. So that brings us to the end of Against the Grain. I like that. I enjoyed that. I think we'll keep that in for some, some other episodes. What do you think, Dom? Yeah, I definitely think that's a good idea. We'll have to look out for some trends that we can maybe give a different point of view on. We're dangerously close on the um, almost giving out uh, advice at this point and we know what we're like when we give out advice yes that is true um, everyone you need to um, listen to people's advice and then ignore it and that would be the advice that i would give absolutely yeah definitely for us so that brings us into our next section which is pb and j So PB&J is, uh, stands for Passback Jammiest. So, so one of those jammiest moments that we've seen in this game week. And uh, there, there are a couple. We'll, we'll have a look at a few of them this week. Um, so Dom, what was your jammiest moment that you saw happen this week? Um, well, there are, yeah, PB&J is for those moments where you, you get points from a player you didn't really expect to, and you kind of think, oh, I better keep that quiet. That I was going to take out that player because they actually did well for me. So um, for me, I ended up playing Carl Walker Peters out of necessity, and he ended up getting a clean sheet. So I'll pretend that I was planning to play him all along. Don't tell anyone in the mini league I was uh, planning on benching him this week. I'm sure they're never going to find out. There's there's no way that we're broadcasting this to uh, um, many people listening out there. That is true. That's very true. But there was some really incredible jammy. Um, scores this week um, in terms of different ones did you see uh, what happened with Roman Saiz no no Go, do tell do tell so everyone was trying to work out why Saiz ended up with clean sheet points even though Wolves conceded a goal well Wolves conceded a goal at the end just after he'd been taken off so anyone with Saiz in their team got a clean sheet but anyone else with a different Wolf defender didn't get a clean sheet so that, I think, definitely counts as PB&J. Yeah, it's one of those moments where when you've got him in your team, you are absolutely loving life. But when you are seeing it from the outside, you're like, oh, I really wanted that to be in my team. <laughs> so one of those really jammy moments that you hate to see but would love to have in your own team. So the one that I'm going to discuss now is, uh, well, a situation I saw in one of my um, mini leagues that I'm in. Uh, one of the guys actually that I work with, and uh, he had Bale in his team. So you would think that would be a sensible um, sensible choice, but uh, it wasn't a sensible choice for him when 
what you saw as his first choice on his bench was the one and only Patrick Bamford. We said his name. Or as some people are calling him, Hattrick Bamford. He was the standout for this game week, I would say, definitely. Um, lots of people were were scrabbling after Friday's uh, game. I mean, you told me that you, you nearly mocked me on Twitter for uh, for having him in my team, and I think you're quite glad that you didn't. Yeah, I'm quite glad I, I chose to mock you on Aubameyang as opposed to Bamford, because I thought either of them were mockable. But Bamford, he looks like he's going to get some goals this season. Um, maybe he's better than some uh, cheaper options, I'm not sure. Um, if Antonio's fit, I really want to go for Antonio. Um because he's on the penalties as well but it sounds like that that person in your work lead was definitely experienced some pb and j jamminess they'll pretend that they plan to bench bail all along but um, they are very fortunate that he stayed on the spurs bench and didn't come on yep he was uh he was texting me just towards the end of the tottenham game and saying that he just did not want Bale to be subbed on at all and I could see completely why because there was a, an absolute gold mine sitting on his bench there and he he did revel in the spoils. So that brings us to the end of PB&J and uh, a, a nice little look back there at some of those jammy moments. I'm sure there will be many more during the season and uh, we'll keep an eye out for different ones. If you have any that you see as well, um, be sure to send them to us on Twitter and we'll We'll give it a shout out because that will be really interesting to have a bit of a discussion about. So that brings us to the end of this episode this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for taking an, another week of punishment. What do you say to that, that Dom? Yeah, it was definitely an interesting week. Um, I hope there aren't many more weeks like this. I want it to go back to goals. And uh, I, I would like to go back to not losing to my wife. And um, But um, yeah, on to the next game week. That's it. Well, please, uh, if you've uh, enjoyed this and uh, you want to hear more of us, please consider subscribing on your favourite podcasting app. Uh, we are available on more and more. And uh, there's a, there's one that we've been added on to in the last week, which is uh, quite a vital one. I think you would say that it's quite critical to lots of podcasts um, in their success, um, which is Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're asking, like many people do, if you can give us a five-star review. Do, do you know what, Dom, actually, about that? I, I was really excited because I went onto the Apple Podcasts app and I saw that we had a five-star rev- review already and I was I was dead excited. Yeah, I was dead excited. Absolutely so excited. So I, I, I rapidly read through it and then guess what I, I noticed at the very bottom? It was it was you that had put that five-star um review in for us so <laughs> there we are it's very annoying that they leave the names on apple itunes it should be anonymous well i mean you, you clearly were very proud of your work and wanted to um make sure that everyone knew about it so if you maybe want to go to apple podcast just to look at um, the review that dom left and just see what he thought of himself and while you're there maybe leave a five-star review as well that would be very much appreciated and we're also available on Twitter as well. Uh, what's our handle, Dom? Um, at FPL Passback. And definitely look out where we post in a league code for everyone to join and uh, actually beat us. That's it, yeah. You you want to be on that league so that you can uh, take us on and make absolute fools of us. 
uh, yeah keep up to date with all of our antics on on twitter there we'll be we'll be posting regularly um maybe some team updates and uh, showing you what we've changed around and maybe what to expect for the the next few episodes thanks for for joining us thank you dom for our little chat there yeah thanks jordan thanks for chatting to me i've been i've enjoyed recording another one of our fpl chats well thanks very much and uh have a good game week <laughs> <laughs>